What's going on, friends? Welcome back to Forward Progress, live here on the Forward Progress YouTube channel, part of the Hammer Betting Network and powered by Pinnacle Sportsbook. I'm producer Jason. You can catch me here every Thursday to talk some in-depth player props with Hitman, who I will bring on in just in a moment. And we'll be previewing, obviously, the Thursday night football matchup uh, tonight between the Bills and the Bucks. here. Also take a look at some Survivor Pool picks with Eric. Got a great show lined up for you today but before we get started you guys know the drill two things you have to do before we uh get started on the show here make sure you smash that like button make sure you smash that subscribe button because uh we're we're, we're trending all the way up now we're close to 3300 subscribers you guys are doing a great job of, of that so smash that like button hit that subscribe button and do me a favor share it with one friend uh it really helps support the show and Going to bring Hitman, Hitman on in a second here. But before I do, none of this would be possible without our sponsors over at Pinnacle. Pinnacle is the world's sharpest sports book and has been for the last 25 years. We love to preach line shopping on this channel. With everyday competitive odds, Pinnacle should be one of your available outs. And as I'm looking at the board right now, of course, if you're looking to bet on the bills, on the spread, Pinnacle has the best line available in market for the bills right here. So if you're looking to sign up, to Pinnacle and support the show, make sure you use code HAMMER when signing up. Your trusted sportsbook for 25 years, bet smart, bet Pinnacle. Must be 19 plus in Ontario. Please play responsibly and not available in the U.S. Guys, I'm going to bring on Hitman in a second here. But before I do, drop a comment on your play so we can run through them with Hitman. We've been doing that the last couple of weeks. It's been a lot of fun to do that. Hitman's kind of been reviewing everyone's plays. Uh, so yeah, like drop your comments on what you've played, what you're thinking about playing. All you have to do is be subscribed. So going to bring Hitman on right here, right now. we got professional sports better. Hitman joining the show. Not in his car today. Hitman, how's it going this week? It's going well. Um, NBA is back, so a little bit busier. I've been for sure, but um, it was a good first two days to NBA. So making uh, making some money. Can't, can't be complaining about uh, work being busy. Making some money and already limited. Uh, I mean, NBA season's off to a great start, right? So, um, <laughs> uh, I for mean, those if you're going to do this full time, it's a grind for accounts, especially if you're playing some smaller markets like I tend to play. It's a grind for accounts. Yeah, and uh, you can find those. What, what I'm getting at there over at uh, Hitman's Twitter at Hitman four two eight. Go give him a follow on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it here. Let's just get right into this game. Let's get right into the player props. Reminder, drop those comments if you have any questions about props. Hitman will be covering all of them while he's on the show. He's only with us for another 17 minutes here, guys. So drop those comments down below. I want to lead with uh, the Bucks and uh, the Bucks offense, right? Because the Bills D over the past couple of weeks, I mean, we've seen guys drop like flies left, right, center. They've lost a lot of body bodies on this defense here. Uh, let's let's start out talking about the Bucks wide receivers because, I mean, those guys are as consistent as ever. Mike Evans, every week, it seems like he's able to break off a crazy long play at least once a week here. Bills D has been prone to giving up big plays, 23 receptions of 20-plus yards or more against them. So are there any receivers you like in this matchup here with the Bucks uh, on the Bucks offense here? Yeah, um, got a little bit of action today, a little bit more than I'm used to having on a on a Thursday, especially a Thursday at, at 2 o'clock when a lot of the lines have moved. But I think at current market, Mike Evans over, you can find as good as 56 and a half receiving mm -hmm. yards. I think that that's worth a bet. Uh, Buffalo has been pretty vulnerable to receivers, specifically after Tredavious White left and even Baker Mayfield left of injury and Baker Mayfield 
even recently was quoted of saying, like, we've kind of figured out we're not going to be a running team. And this is going to be our identity, which is going to be throwing the ball. And if you're, you're, you're in game script right now that the line is moving against Tampa, it's up to 10 at mm-hmm. some spots. We're likely going to get a, probably a pretty heavy passing game script from Tampa. And Mike Evans stands to be the beneficiary. I mean, he's on pace right now. He's having a really good year. He's on pace right now for like 1,300 plus receiving yards right now and he i would say that he probably has the best matchup of the bucks pass catchers so mike evans over receiving yards not a big play by me but it was worth a bet death taxes mike evans hitting 1k yards in a season uh what would you play here on the on the over for the the account that we're tracking right here uh, i have it as a full unit are you comfortable with the full unit i found mike evans 57 and a half minus 115 as the over there's a 56 and a half minus 110 there's only one available though, so I'm not going to take it on the show. We're going to go with the 57 and a half here. Are you, are you- that, that 56 and a half 110? It's at a, a book that gives pretty good limits for a lot of prop players day of the game. But we, yeah, we'll go with 57 and a half. I'm sure okay. no chance it lands 57, right? I, I mean, I hope not. I hope not. Um, all right, let's let's stick with the uh, the pass catchers here for the box question in the in the chat right here comes from arthur dominguez uh he's looking at Otten under 26 and a half receiving yards i know you're talking about you were to, you were talking about how you kind of want to target some bucks overs here with the receivers but i mean kate Otten's kind of feels like he's been phased out the past couple of weeks hasn't really been seeing the work as often as he saw kind of earlier on in the season uh they're probably going to be behind be behind by a lot as indicated by the spread so they're going to be pushing the ball but i don't know if they're going to be hitting those underneath routes to kate on here do you like the under 26 and a half at minus 110 if you can find that i, I caught a strong lean I, I would have um there was another service that gave it out mm-hmm. so you are getting like one or two yards of value assuming that's like minus 115 because most of the market is 24 and a half 25 and a half i strong lean towards it it's just what scared me off was the fact that I said it's going to be such a passing game script in all mm-hmm. likelihood for Tampa and Buffalo. I just don't know how their tight end defense is, especially after they've lost Matt Milano now in recent weeks. It's high for Otten. I'd say a strong lean on it, okay. on the under. Okay, and it seems like that 26 and a half, I don't see it right here on my board. So if you already got that, I mean, that means you probably got a good price on it considering I'm seeing like 25 and a half minus 120 minus Yeah, I mean, his, range, so. his target share has been really low. Like it's something mm-hmm. like a 13% target share or something. So I, I don't I don't hate it, but we'll call it a strong lean. Yeah, fair enough here. And uh, shout out to how.d in the chat, reminding people that, yes, if you can, if you're going to post a play, guys, please attach a price to it as well. Uh, that's almost as important as the line itself. So uh, don't forget, add that price. If you're going to drop a yardage total, just add that price alongside it. Really helps us out here. Let's move on to Baker Mayfield because, I mean, I'm kind of, I want to say, I, I don't want to say I'm impressed with Baker Mayfield because, I mean, first three weeks, he's looked really good kind of since then is back down to earth. But I'm going to be honest, I've, I actually am impressed with Baker Mayfield's season so far. I thought he was completely done out of the league. Uh, what do you think is kind of the reason why we're seeing this pseudo resurgence from Baker Mayfield here? Is it just the the, the weapons around him, better play calling? And how do you think he's going to be able to match up against this uh, Bills secondary and this Bills coverage? Do you think he's going to be able to, I don't want to say carve them up, but like I think you'll be able to put up a respectable game? Um. 
I, I mean, it's going to be, I don't know. It's going to be a big test for, we're going to get to learn a lot about Buffalo mm-hmm. tonight because Mac yeah. Jones was on the verge of being benched. His prop yardage was like 176 and a half last week. And he ends up playing one of the better games of his career. And now it's about three, four days after that happened. I don't think Buffalo is going to be able to completely fix their pass defense right away. But so I'm kind of indifferent. I I really don't have much with Mayfield, but I I think, like I said, we're going to learn uh, a little bit uh, about this Bills defense tonight. And we have Holt in the chat right now asking about Mayfield under nine and a half rushing yards at minus 115. Uh, there's one book posting a 10 and a half minus 120 that might be more appealing. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Mayfield under rushing yards? It, it's I've bet Baker Mayfield under rush yards, I think like three or four straight weeks. Mm-hmm. But the problem is it was always in the 12 and a half, 13 and a half ish range. And what happened with this is um, his prop got limited like bombed under last week under 12 and a half 13 and a half it closed around like nine and a half he ended up going over but it was on like insane uh pass game volume they dropped they had so many dropbacks and he had one long run he was wasn't even gonna sniff the over until that one long run and you would expect after he ran for like 30 rushing yards and it, they were gonna put it back up at like 12 and a half 13 and a half it would have been a better mine but it opened nine and a half, ten and a half. It's just off my buy price. All right, fair, fair enough. Here, let's uh, let's stick. St- uh, no, let's, let's move on from this. Uh, I, I mean, there's not really much more to talk about with this Buccaneers offense. I guess we can touch on Rashad White here quickly. I mean, I know you said that their identity is going to be moving towards the passing game. Frustratingly, they seem to love to run the ball in first and second down, and they just still suck at it. Uh, if you're going to play anything with Rashad White. Would you just completely avoid his rush total and just look either rushing and receiving or receiving itself? Or do you think that there's like a palatable number for you to play uh, on his on his rush rush total, whether it be over or under? I, I bet the rush yards 49 and a half, 48 and a half, 47 and a half. It, it's just out of price range right mm-hmm. now. Um, All under, I assume, right? Yeah, under. Yeah. Um, the rush attempts, there might still be a 120 and a 115 out there. I think that that's worth a bet, although the rush attempts was not as strong as the rush yards, in my opinion. I still think that if you could get to that price, like 120-ish or less, that the rush attempts are worth uh, a bet. All right, I, and I think Chase Edmonds coming back could play mm-hmm. more of a factor than people think. He he got a bunch of full practices in this week, and he was taking snaps like on the first drive away from Rashad white when he last played in week two against the Chicago bears and Rashad white has just been so ineffective that I think eventually this has to become a committee. Mm -hmm. Does it happen this week? I I don't know, but again, there's just a lot of paths to, to white not having a big day, whether it's game script ineffectiveness, Edmonds takes some snaps. So yeah, and, and early on in the year, I think it was ideal for this team where they had Sean Tucker as that second man, but like Sean Tucker's kind of proved ineffective whatsoever. So it seems like now that Chase Edmonds is back, he might slide into that role. Uh, and all right, let's let's flip over to the other side of the ball because there, there are some props that you like on the other side of the ball for the Buffalo Bills here. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills offense. Josh Allen, biggest thing I'm surprised by this year from him is like his, I don't want to say his inability to run the ball, but his lack of rushing and and running for those big gains he kind of only his 
His total right now is at 20 and a half. He's only broken that twice. And it was in two of the first three games this year. Uh, I mean, he's not running as much. I don't know if that's by design here by the Buffalo Bills, though. Uh, if they're kind of doing a thing like, like what KC did with Patrick Mahomes, uh, where they kind of just don't want him to get hurt. So they're going to limit the amount of times he runs or sneaks or things like that. So, I mean, first, uh, have you noticed Josh Allen kind of pushing the ball more through the air and his lack of running uh, throughout the year? And do you like anything Josh Allen wise for this game tonight? Josh Allen over one and a half passing touchdowns. Again, it's a price that's gotten beat up a little bit, and you're really going to have to do your best job shopping around for this. But minus 155 was kind of my cutoff price on it. It opened like minus 135, mm -hmm. I believe. So that's where I am with Allen tonight. Um, he's rushing under. It's just like at the bottom of what it could be. Like eventually there's going to be a point this season where Josh Allen's going to start running again. There's yeah. been talk about how Buffalo hasn't been running him, how it's affecting the offense, how they could really use him as a weapon. And they're just not calling designed runs and they're trying to preserve him. But there's going to be a point, and it's, I'm not saying it's this game, especially as almost double-digit favorites. It's not going to be this game I'm going to bet it, but there's going to be a point where Josh Allen is going to have value on his rushing yards over. But today's not the day. Yeah, it's sitting at 20 and a half right now. It just feels low. But like if you look at through his game log, I think it's like 11, 17, 9, 10. Like he's just not getting there right now. There's There was one game where he had seven rushing attempts, but I mean, yeah, it's going to, it's, I think it really all depends on if the Bills are going to be like, if they're losing games. Down, like right now, like, and they're going to be like, they're looking at a 500 team, seven, eight, nine games into the season. That's kind of when maybe we'll see uh, Josh Allen's legs come back into the fold here and help out that offense here. Let's turn towards the chat. There's a couple more questions here. Uh, actually, sorry, before I do that, minus 155 is what I can find at a widely available sportsbook. So we're going to lock that in for one unit here. Josh Allen over one and a half uh, TD passes, minus 155, locking that in widely available number. So uh, Benjamin, uh, Benjamin in the chat was asking Josh Allen, under a uh, half point five interceptions, do you like that look here? I mean, knowing Josh Allen, he sometimes loves to just if it's third down and third and long in his own kind of side of the side of the field, there he'll just huck it up and it might turn into an interception. So uh, the price I see right now, there's kind of a wide variety. I see a one ten. I feel like that's not wide. That's not widely available. One twenty two. Let's say minus one thirty here uh, for it, Josh it, Allen it, under half interception. It's just not a market I pay much attention to. Okay. And have a good grasp on to be honest it's really the the markets i'm paying usually the most attention to are the markets that have the highest limits for yeah. props so like anytime somebody mentions like tackle props sack props like even like interception props they just they never get like super widely available enough to where i'm putting a lot of my focus on it whereas like receiving yards receptions st stuff like that the limits are just a lot higher for me. So I tend to pay more focus towards that. Yeah. And uh, we also have, we have some more questions in the chat that we'll turn to it with regards to the bills passing game. I know how much you love playing those anytime TD props hit, man. Would you look towards one of those three to five? I mean, I know you don't actually play them, but like three to the, those receivers that are in the three to five range for the Buffalo bills here between Shakir, Sherfield, and Deontay Hardy. We have Arthur Dominguez again asking in the chat, Shakir, anytime touchdown plus 700. I know you're not really interested in that market. Is that you something know, that you like... You know what? Rare bet that I thought about 
making. I actually thought about that Shakir bet mm-hmm. before. So if you're getting seven to one on that, worth a sprinkle. Yeah, I think. And, especially I see the market step lower on that. Um, he's been getting a lot more third receiver snaps, and with the injuries to the tight ends, could get more three receiver sets. So I don't dislike that bet. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean it's just a toss up between who's going to play here, him. Uh, Hardy, Sherfield. You can find Sherfield at best price is like plus 800, a little too steep for me, but Hardy plus 700 as well is something you can find. I think there's a plus 750 out there if you shop around. I mean, those are some fun dart throws if you're looking for a first TD bet of the night there because we really don't know what that usage is going to look like for them. Seems like it's leaning a little bit towards uh, Shakir more here. A couple more questions in the chat. Uh, I mean, I how dot D... His name really bothers me. I can't really say it. Um, he's asking about uh, Josh Allen, three plus passing TDs. So we bet the two plus passing TDs. So three plus passing TDs at plus 280. I assume if you like the three plus, you probably, excuse me, the two plus, you probably like the three plus. But I mean, plus 280 seems a little bit like a little too, like not enough, not enough uh, juice for the squeeze there. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of price, it's price dependent. I, I didn't look at it. Um, I'll say that like if you have a book, that is a little bit lower on the, the over one and a half touchdowns, like 150, 155 in all likelihood. Mm-hmm. They probably have the best price on the over two and a half as well. Yeah. So if you do see that at one of those, I I obviously don't dislike it, but it's just something that I have a hard time putting an exact price on at, on what it should be. Yeah, some people are just don't don't like to pay juice, and I get that. So, uh, I mean, lean, but probably not taking that. Last question here from the chat. Seth Arbach uh, mentions Dalton Kincaid, and I have Dalton Kincaid in my little subheader here. Dalton Kincaid, uh, I'm his child because he absolutely did me in a year ago, or a year and a week ago today when he played against USC. He was an absolute weapon for the Utah Utes. Been waiting for his coming out party. Kind of broke out a bit last week. His receiving total right now at 38 and a half right now. Do you like that over 38 and a half or... Uh, you just kind of passing on it. Um, I, I get the logic on that he's going to get more snaps if Dawson knocks out, but the Bucks have actually been a pretty good tight end defense, mm-hmm. and Dalton Kincaid is a really low average depth of target pass catcher this year. So I think you're going to have to get a lot of volume for him to go yeah. over that. Uh, it's it's probably a pass for me. Yeah, and you can see that his receptions three and a half minus like 150, 170. It's crazy. He's probably going to, maybe he'll get a lot of volume there, but maybe you want to look towards the receptions here. Yeah, it's, it's uh, one fifth, that over one, um, at minus 150 is good. The three and a half receptions? Yeah, at 150. It, it's a road yeah. price, but okay. yeah, if you have access to that, that's good. I mean, if you, if you, uh, this is the benefit of having multiple sports books. If you do, you probably have access to that line. You can go hammer it. Um, let's go with, all right, let's move on. Last question here for you before I bring on Eric eager. Uh, we have, you, you wanted to touch on the running game of the bills here. You like someone in the running game. Tell us right. Uh, what you're betting here for the, yeah, it wasn't a big bet, but I bet James cook over 49 and a half rushing yards. I believe 50 and a half is the widely available line right now. I think that that's still worth a bet. James cook over, over 50 and a half. He got a lot more usage than Murray in the past game against the Patriots. It was kind of becoming like a little bit more of a timeshare and it was more of a timeshare in snaps, but Murray was playing a lot of like the, the two minute offense and mm-hmm. stuff like that. 
So I think with this game script that we have tonight, I think that uh, Cook has some value in, in that low 50s number. Locking it in at the minus 120, which is widely available. And again, of course, that that same book, there's a minus 110 available that was uh, we mentioned earlier in an earlier prop. Uh, you can go, if you have that book, you can get two good value bets. They're locking that in full unit over 50 and a half rushing yards for James Cook at minus 120. Hitman, three questions before you head out there. You have uh, you have anything you're looking at props-wise for Sunday or futures market or anything along those lines? The Tennessee Titans... You can shop around because there's some six, it's six and a half at some spots, but the Titans under seven and a half wins in the minus 150 ish range. I made that lower and that I made that lower even with assuming like I was generous with their power rating with, with assuming like, all right, Ryan Tannehill will be back in two, three weeks. They're not trading Derrick Henry. And I still came out to an under. So okay. we got a lot of upside if they do end up trading um, Derek Henry or any of their other guys. All right. going to lock that in on the forward progress HQ account reminder. You can find all our plays tracked on Betstamp. Just search forward progress HQ FWD progress HQ locking that in right here. The only, pro- the only thing I'm worried about with that is if Mayo boy can pull something out of his behind there, but uh, hopefully not. Let's uh, let's move on from that. Last two questions, and I'll let you go, Hitman. Sorry for keeping you for so long here. Unofficial prediction for tonight's game and the any first TD props that you like here on the board. Um, Buffalo wins in a route is my unofficial prediction. And what, give me Khalil Shakir for the first touchdown. All right. Again, Khalil not, Shak- official, not official play, just forced. Forced gun to your head, uh, Khalil Shakir. You can find him upwards of plus. Uh, it's 40 to 1 is the best price I see in market. It seems a little bit off. I mean, you get, it's all the way down to 19 to 1 at some books. So maybe that 40 to 1 is interesting. Hey, man, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, good luck with your bets today. We'll talk soon. Awesome. Thank you. All right. See you, Hitman. That was Hitman, uh, professional better. You can find him on Twitter at Hitman428. We're going to bring on Eric Eager right here in a second. But before we do, quick reminder to everyone that tonight at 8 o'clock, Rob Pizzola will be live on the Hammer HQ channel for a watch along of tonight's game uh, between the Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rob recovering from that dental surgery. So shout out to him for pulling through and doing this. Uh, and frequently we see a current, a recurring guest on that, uh, thir- that Thursday and Monday night watch along. And we have Eric eager joining us today, who is one of those recurring guests, Eric from Sumer sports. How's it going? Things are going well, man. I, I still believe, um, in, in the bills as my, my preseason, although I, as a chiefs fan, obviously, uh, like the fact Only that they're sep- I like the fact that they're separating, but I, I still believe. Uh, I sort of tend to agree with uh, Hitman, who uh, says that uh, this game might not necessarily be close. Yeah, and I mean, you got a little chuckle out of me with that one when I brought John. Caught me a little bit off guard here, and as you can see in my little header here, I want to talk. First thing I want to talk to you about is Dalton Kincaid and like how his like almost coming out party last week. Not really, kind of like he had seven, eight catches, seventy-five yards. I guess that's a bit of a coming out party, but they were down for uh, a while in that game. So. Um, I'm curious your thoughts on Dalton Kincaid here. And just especially, I, I love using 
consumer sports website for personnel data. I've never really found that. I was never really able to find that data. So I've kind of been parsing through because there was a lot of mention when Kincaid was drafted in the first round here for the Bills about this team utilizing 12 personnel. They love to trot out two tight ends. They do it 32% of the time here. Seventh highest in the league, right? And now both Dawson Knox and Quinton Morris are out for the Bills. Seems like they'll be forced into 11 personnel here. On top of that, I mean, one, Dalton Kincaid is basically their only tight end in the pass game that's going to be available. So you have to assume he's going to be on the field for these uh, for these uh, sets here. And on top of that, the Tam Tampa Bay loves to play zone coverage, second uh, most zone coverage in the league in the NFL. Last thing here, though, for me, I vividly remember Dalton Kincaid absolutely putting a, putting a beating down on USC, who also like to lean towards zone coverage here. Dalton Kincaid, in my eyes, at the college level, was really good at finding the soft spots in the zone here. So Thursday night in primetime, is tonight going to be the Dalton Kincaid coming out party? How does he play against the zone? What, what are your thoughts on Kincaid for tonight? Um, I, I'm kind of with uh, Hitman where, you know, when you look at, you know, these things are, um, you know, baked into the market quite a bit, right? Mm -hmm. So you look at receiving yards, depending upon where you look, you're kind of in that high 30s range. Um, receptions, you're looking at the three and a half, four, uh, really juiced, you know, two over three and a half. So I think a lot of people have the same ideas that we have. And like, that's generally true in the marketplace. Um, so, you know, I, I like it from the perspective of the bills. I do like them funneling targets to a player who's been effective. You know, mm -hmm. um, you know, we have not seen Knox play well for a couple of years now. Um, Gabe Davis, similarly kind of fluctuating if they can find a second consistent target. Uh, I, I like that from a from the perspective of like the props market. I don't necessarily know if there's nothing in the, if there's something in those prices that isn't already known, though. Yeah, yeah, fair enough here. And and the biggest thing I thought about too with the shift from 12 personnel to 11 personnel, I instantly was thinking about the receivers here, right? So obviously yep. the hierarchy with these receivers, one is Diggs, two is Gabe Davis, three to five up in the air, right? We talked about, about them earlier on the show. Khalil Shakir, Deontay Hardy, and Trent Sherfield seem to be those three to five options here. Just, I know you're a big talent guy. You have a good eye for talent. So just curious where you rank those guys talent-wise. And then also if there was yardage totals posted for these guys would you look to attack any of them let's say if they were at let's let's put it at 15 and a half 115 both sides which might be a horrible line here not a good bookmaker but like what how would you attack those no i mean you're, like look if you look at first touchdown for example for shakir you're at 28 to 1 in some plot spots 33 to 1 in others like that's certainly uh, i think something to take a look at um, you know, Deontay Hardy is a player who I think has had moments in the NFL. I think there, and then Gabe Davis, you know, has been somebody who has had, you know, as we, we saw in the, the playoffs, has a ton of potential. Um, but, you know, from the perspective of consistency, it's just never been there. Um, I, I, I do agree. I do think you're probably going to see a little bit more out of Gabe Davis and, and that, and that should be part of that, the handicap. Um, I don't know which of the sort of lower tier receivers are going to break out though. Yeah. It's just seems like a throwing a closing your eyes, throwing a dart at a dartboard and just figuring out where it lands. You're sticking with the 11 personnel stuff. How do you see this affecting the run game? Right? So, uh, last week we saw when Dawson Knox was out, we saw a lot of shotgun runs to James cook. Uh, and Lat Murray kind of Lat Murray was, uh, in, in there in and out kind of for this and Hitman really liked the James cook overs here i thought i i thought he'd be leaning more towards lat murray because i mean lat murray is a much better pass protector 
how do you see this backfield shaking out with the uh, with with the lack of tight ends available to the uh, Buffalo Bills here? Yeah, I mean, per per our website at Sumer Sports, the Bills are second in the NFL in EPA per rush um, when using eleven personnel. Only the Miami Dolphins are better, um, and you know they've used that at you know only fifty two percent of the time. So you know you could see that rev up. Um, the other big thing, and this is important, is like one big thing in the Bucks defense that um, you know they basically build their whole thing off of is Vita Vea, right? They don't yeah. use a lot of extra men in the box. They don't use, um, you know, they they jet. Well, they do use extra men in the box, but it's you know they they cover okay enough to do that. But like the big linchpin there is Vea and what he does at nose tackle. He's a game time decision tonight. Even if he does play, you'd have to think like a short week probably isn't going to get the same amount of reps. So I think like them, you know, being good, a good running team when spread out um, and, and, and so forth should, should really help them. And, and when you look at like Cook's props, right, you know, um, and th- this is where it gets tough because Latavius Murray seems to be like the worst nightmare of any like rush attempt or rushing yards over for any of the other running backs he's ever played with. But like upon first blush, it looks like James Cook's number at 50 and a half or so, 51 and a half, depending upon where you look, looks a little short, but. You just never know, like game flow and 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 the current NFL. And this is what makes you know looking at overs in the prop market so difficult nowadays. Um, is when you think about um, you know what defenses are supposed to do. Defenses want to get other teams in a position where they're running four plays in a quarter. And if that happens, then you know and and it's in such a way where maybe Tampa Bay gets a lead. Then I think that that entire number is cooked. Uh, for for James, uh, for lack of a better pun. So that, that's where I get worried about overs for players because, you know, nowadays the NFL is about limiting the number of plays. And even in the most efficient games, it's more about scoring per drive and not having a lot of drives. Yeah. So, I mean, like we mentioned before here, James Cook rushing totals at 50 and a half. I was uh, James Cook over better uh, against the Giants. Turned out I was I was okay with it, but I had some alt overs, and I was like pulling my hair out every time I saw Latavius Murray mm-hmm. take a snap because it's like it, James Cook looks efficient, but I mean they just love to use Latavius Murray. That brings me to another question I have here. It's a little bit outside of the scope of this game, but I wanted to touch on it because I saw a fun little tweet out there uh, from another sports book mentioning how they have some odds posted for Derrick Henry's next team, and this kind of ties into what mm-hmm. Hitman brought up earlier with the Titans' win total here. I mean, right now the favorite. The, the, right now, the favorite is the Buffalo Bills to get Derrick Henry. I mean, listen, this is a soft market, very low limit. So do I put much weight into it? Not really. But I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on like what makes if, if this trade, if a trade for Derrick Henry makes sense for the Bills here, what that might look like and if they should do it. I don't think it does. Um, I think the reason, you know, when I think about um you know, when I think about the Bills, they were, you know, matched with Brees Hall last year. They were matched with Christian McCaffrey, you know, during the during the season. Like, they're always more of – they're always tied more to these running backs in theory than in practice is what I'll say. Like, that's to me, I think, like the big one is, like, they're almost always more tied to the, the, the player in theory than in practice. So, I'll say no. Um, but if he does come on this team, I mean, this this, you know – this offensive line, you know, could really use a running back that can get yards after contact and things of that nature. Okay. Uh, interesting. I, I'll, I'll 
just curious to hear your thoughts on that one because I mean I yeah. had like a little chuckle to myself when I saw it. Wanted to bring it up on the show. Let's move to the other side of the ball here, Baker Mayfield. I mean, listen, he's been. I, I mentioned it early in the show. I've been. I want to say I've been impressed with him because I have super low expectations for Baker Mayfield. What do you think is the biggest contributing factor to him looking so much better this year and previous years? Is it the talent around him? Is it the uh, play callings, the scheming? It's just him stepping up and being better overall. Like, what do you see? Well, he was a bottom player in the NFL last year, not only in CPOE, you know, completion percentage over expected, but sack rate taken. And this year he's a top five player. Um, I think only Patrick Mahomes has taken fewer sacks. So, you know, we talk about this with Sam Howe. We talk about this with other young quarterbacks. But the the very you know nature of not playing from second and 17 all the time yeah. does feel like the reason. Like, to me, I think that the fact that, He's been able to, whether it's because of the offensive line playing better, Tristan Wirfs moving over to left tackle and being really good, um, whether it is all the early down runs and that's protecting him, even if it's not great for the offense. Um, but I, I think it's a, a combination of a lot of things, but it, to me, it's sack rate. I think to me, it's 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 uh, lowering the sack rate uh, and making sure you're not in as many long yard situations. That's on me. I should have knew, knew known you would have gone directly to sack rate right there. Um, you have a play though for Baker Mayfield. I'm curious to hear what it is and if uh, if you want to share it right now. What uh, what do you like here for Baker Mayfield in this game? Yeah, I, it depends upon what price. I mean, I make I make Baker Mayfield uh, under uh, half of an interception at like plus one hundred three. Um, it's uh, it's plus one ten to one eighteen in, in some places. Um, so to me, I think that that's like my favorite bet of the whole night is under interceptions for Mayfield at a plus price. So I, I see it. There's pl a plus 116 out at Pinnacle, plus 118 at some other sports book here. Going to lock it in at plus 116 over at Pinnacle under half reception plus one six or half, excuse me, interception uh, for Baker Mayfield under 116 or under half. Oh my goodness. For full unit. Jeez. Word fumbling there. All right. Uh, let's. Move on from the game here. We have a couple questions in the chat. And the biggest one I saw was about the total here. I mean, you and Hitman seem simpatico with wanting, like with basically saying like Bill's outright win here, probably cover. Uh, totals at 43 and a half, 44 right now on Pinnacle. Shaded towards the under here. Um, I believe it was Bunga Magoo in the chat asking about the over here. I mean, if you're seems like based on what, what you like in this game, you're probably leaning more towards team total over. But what are your thoughts on the over 54 minus 102 over here at Pinnacle? And then we'll touch on the team total in a second here. Yeah, I think it's hard to go over in the modern NFL because everybody is is programmed now to stop 50-yard gains and not five-yard gains. Josh Allen um, is a guy who can turn the ball over a little bit, as is Mayfield, so that can lead to some points because you get shorter fields. Um, I don't really have a huge opinion on the total. I make it kind of right where it is. So, um, you know, I do make the spread a little bit in Buffalo's favor, although this continues to move out. I make it nine and a half. So in theory, um, there is a little bit of, of uh, some a small amount of value on team total over for Buffalo. Okay. Uh, yeah. Team total over at Pinnacle. I see it as 25 and a half minus 140. There's other, other shops you can get like a, uh, one more point up, 26 and a half. And you can find that at minus 120 at some other books here, depending on what you want to play. Let's move off the game here. Let's talk about Survivor. I was heartbroken last week. Uh, I, I forgot who we played for Survivor when I was prepping for the show. I remembered that we played, unfortunately, the Buffalo Bills, who lost to the New England Patriots last week. But thankfully, this little quirk with our Survivor pool, they're letting us back in this week. So uh, let's, I mean, 
I know it's going to be a little bit weird because we picked Buffalo. They lost. So, I mean, I don't know how that's going to work for people if they're, they're tracking our picks. They're already out. But, I mean, let's let's just do a quick little survivor section here. Uh, I mean, if you haven't taken Buffalo yet, Buffalo tonight, minus 10 uh, point favorites on the spread here. Look very enticing. You can also take a look at Miami, KC, Detroit, Baltimore. Who do you like this week for survivor here? Yeah, I mean, when I'm looking at this, I do like the Ravens the most. I know I've taken uh, – I'm trying to remember now that we're out who I've taken. but um, Ravens are available. Yeah, I, I would say Baltimore would be would be my thought. Um, I just – you know, I've had an opinion about Arizona for a few – you know, for a few weeks now. I just don't think that they're trying to win. Um, and, you know, the Kyler stuff I think is a smokescreen uh, with that regard. Um but yeah, we, we took Kansas City two weeks ago, so that one's not available. We took, um, you know, Philly minus seven. I don't necessarily know if I want that one. Uh, I do think Washington has a little bit more of a chance than that number represents. Dallas could be a shot, but you also have them on Thanksgiving. Uh, so, yeah, to me, I think it has to be Baltimore. Would you look at all towards Detroit against Vegas at all, or is that something? Because we still have Detroit, and Detroit has slightly – lower future value compared to Baltimore, according to survivor grid here. Is that something you'd look towards? I think so. It, it just depends upon, you know, sort of where, you know, how you handicap the games and sort of where, uh, you know, if there's, if there's something that, that you want to pull, um, you know, in, in later in the season. But, I, you know, the, the fact is, is like, you know, the, the, the Cardinals are, are a team that like, again, if you if you're playing survivor against a team that doesn't want to win, I know that you're doubling up with a lot of other people, which, you know, at this point in the season, if you're still in it, uh, isn't the biggest deal in the world. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, if you're looking towards future value, you could look somewhere else just because a lot of people are uh, thinking about Baltimore and Baltimore is kind of coming off of, you know, they might be overvalued right now coming off that yeah. win against the Lions. Yeah. Uh, and one more, uh, a couple more questions before you get, I want to get to the chat before I give you my gun to give you my gun to your head uh, questions here. Uh, Arthur Dominguez in the chat would uh, says he'd like to hear your thoughts on the criticism Dorsey's getting uh, for the bills. Bills stop still top five in DVOA on offense and Allen is still top five EPA per play. So starts are very much an issue, but injuries on D are bigger concern. Do you kind of agree with this statement from Arthur here? I think so. I, I think that the thing is, is the Bills are still a similar team that they've been the last few years, which is they'll blow teams out. And then a lot of times they'll they'll lose close games. And there are, you know, I, I mathematician, I just feel like the close game record is eventually going to get back to 500 and they'll and they'll start to win some of those games. Um, you know, it's a but at the same time, like, you know, you have to spin up narratives in the media so that to me, it's it's. I, I think they're getting too much flack. I think they're losing some close games that are um, realistic to lose. Um, for example, uh, you know, Jacksonville's a five and two team probably in the playoffs. Like you're playing overseas. That's not, not a terrible loss. Um, and then New England's, you know, familiarity, a road game, all that stuff. Uh, you came back and, and took a lead and then, you know, gave it up. I, it's not great for that Buffalo's four and three, but I think that they are getting too much flack for their current record. Yeah, fair enough here. Four and three. I mean, hopefully they'll be five and three after tonight. Seems like we got a lot of love for the Buffalo Bills here on the Forward Progress YouTube channel. All right. Before I let you go here, two questions. Do it every week. Unofficial prediction for tonight's game. Uh, we got the Bills minus 110. Uh, minus, excuse me, minus 110 plus 
102 over at Pinnacle, and then the Bills or the Bucks plus 10 minus 113. What's your prediction for tonight's game here? Yeah, I think it's Bills big. Um, I, do, I don't think I can go under, even though I do think like if the under happened, I would not be surprised. But I would be surprised if the Bills didn't win and cover. I think Tampa, mm-hmm. um, in preseason, I said, you know, party's over. Um, I thought that, you know, too much, too much dead money, you know, not enough depth on the roster. I think over time that that's been revealed is probably true, even if they won a couple plucky games early. Um, and then when I'm looking at uh, first touchdown score, you want the first touchdown score again? First, I'm going to go. First, yeah. I, I went Khalil um, Shakir here. So uh, Khalil Shakir. Yeah. <laughs> which I don't hate. Um, right. I'm going to, I always forget the name of the Buffalo fullback. Um, oh my goodness. And, but he, and like, let me, let me go ahead and, and remember, remind of his name. Um, uh, I, 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 Reggie I would have, Gilliam, Reggie, first okay. touchdown at 80 to one, <laughs> uh, it is, is where I'm going to go. I love that. Reggie Gilliam, 80 to one. I, I don't even know how you're able to pull up those fullbacks. I'm doing the, uh, the, uh, hammer HQ. Hammer HQ bracket today. I'm a little nervous for it. I don't want to face you at all. So anyways, Eric, appreciate it. Thank you for giving us that unofficial prediction. Thank you for giving us that first D. Thank you for giving us your time. You can catch Eric on the Wednesday for progress show where he gives out his best bet. You can also catch him uh, on the Sumer sports show with Thomas Dimitrov, one of the best football podcasts in the game right now. If you're not listening to that, you're truly missing out. Eric Eager, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. Hey, thanks for having me. Take care. All right. See you, Eric. That was Eric Eager, VP of Sumer Sports here, guys. And that just about wraps it up for us today. Before we head out, guys, just ask you one thing. Smash that like button. Hit that subscribe button. It does a lot for us over here on this channel. And if you can, if you like the content, and you think you know someone else that might also like the content, share it with them. Really helps support the show here. Before I head out, just want to remind everyone, tomorrow live at 2 p.m. Eastern, I will be back again live alongside Matthew Friedman from The Fantasy Life, John Legaza from The Athletic, and Jack Miller from Establish the Run will be walking you through our favorite player props for the Sunday football weekend. So if you're looking for some more player prop sprinkles, some more player prop bets, we've been doing really well the past two weeks. So come ride the player prop train uh, and you don't want to miss out on this show. It's a lot of fun every week. So uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today for myself, for Eric Eager, for Hitman. This has been Forward Progress, powered by Pinnacle on the Hammer Betting Network, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Good luck on your bets tonight.